Hi, I'm Raghav. Hello, I'm James, and welcome to the Deus Amina podcast. Today on our podcast, we have a guest, Riz Hayat. Okay, so the first question that we're going to be tackling is where did religion come from? Now, according to Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari, which, by the way, is a very good book, religion initially stemmed from the idea of unifying people into groups larger than 100. The issue was, in tribal times, thousands of years ago, it's hard to get connections with people because obviously there's no internet, there's no organized government, there's no kind of way of, of communicating with people who are not intimate and close to you. So, here's essentially how it worked. If Raghav and I were essentially, you know, tribal people, right? And we both believed that the magical rock down the road had mystical powers and it was kind of an entity above our, our perspective of being. It was something that we could both agree on and both, you know, establish as kind of a common, you know, interest. And this was great. Um, as long as, you know, if I, if I didn't know anything about Regav besides his view on this, we could instantly grow this connection of, of familiarity. And this common connection allowed people to do that, you know, on a massive scale. They, they could know nothing about another person besides the fact that they believed in this rock and they could instantly grow a bond. And it was this connection that eventually allowed civilizations to unify in groups larger than 100 to 1,000, you know, really raise the bar almost to what we have today. Um, how do you feel about this, Riz? You know, you have any views on it? I don't really have a perspective on the start of a religion. I don't, I don't know why it started or when it started, or how it started. Well, I mean, now you do know, because we just explained how it started and well, why it started. That's one way someone thinks it started, and it makes a lot of sense, and I think it's very possible that that, that is how it started, but I don't know for sure, because, you know, history is very complex, so it's hard It's hard to know things for sure. Well, that happened a while ago. How else could religion have developed in the way it has developed? Yeah, and we obviously have a lot of evidence, the archaeological and anthropological evidence, such as pictograms, and then ancient scriptures as well, even, you know, going back to when, you know, writing was first invented. It's the same kind of unifying force that brings people together, and it's something that, you know, we've seen throughout the entirety of history, people coming together under this one ideology, you know, around a deity or multiple deities. So I could imagine, and one could infer, that this isn't something like new. You know, we've been doing the same kind of thing, you know, thousands and thousands of years prior. And it's probably one of the only ways that I think people can gain trust on a universal level without having a different kind of connection is through ideology. And when government wasn't necessarily a huge thing, when you didn't have many, you know, um, gifted orators or people to express their own ideology, it was easy for people to come up with a thing that they could unify themselves upon that wasn't given to them by, you know, people in higher power, but something that they all just simply thought, you know, was agreeable. And then these specific religions developed into two types of religions, which were universalizing and ethnic. The ethnic ones focused on a certain group of people and expanded within them through reproduction, while the universalizing religion went out in search for other converts that could essentially adopt their religion. Okay, um, so let's move on. So we've discussed how religion originally kind of, you know, it or, or originated, so to say. But now let's kind of com make a comparison um, with how religion is viewed today in day-to-day -day life of, you know, the everyman versus how religion was viewed back then. So regard, why don't you start this one? Well, back then, religion was really the only thing that people had faith in because they didn't have strong leaders. They didn't have... 
outside forces that were bringing them together, such as like a government. So religion allowed them to form ties with people they had never met, and that's why so many people were able to adopt religion. And scientists even used religion as ways to explain things that they couldn't find an explanation for. But today, we have the answers for many questions that were unanswered. And so we don't really need religion as we have governments and we have overarching societies that essentially can control and replace the use that religion had. Yeah, and I think I think the big difference is that back then religion was a very overarching thing. You know, it could be applied to science, it could be applied to society and government, it could be applied to how you interact with one another. You know, it was essentially the governing force regarding pretty much everything. How you'd explain a concept, you know, with the lack of you know scientific progress, or how you'd explain how we're going to agree on these morals and these rules. Um, but the difference is, I think now is it's solely more become a social thing instead of it necessarily. And I think you know, at least in most cases, being the the use of explaining things we don't understand, it's more of something that people use as a, as a social thing, kind of a, a a point of unity, so to say, where they can you know group under certain beliefs and and certain, you know, faiths, you know, instead of it being this huge thing that makes a huge influence on government and a huge influence on science. So I think, if anything, the perspective has shifted to a more kind of specified um, point and specified uh, focus. What do you think, Riz? Yeah, I don't think religion, it it depends on whether or not you think religion is just an explanation. If, If that's all you think of religion, you know, if someone's Christian because they're like, oh, this is how the world was created. Well, that's, that's one way to think about it, but I think there is more to religion than just, you know, answers to questions. I mean, or at least answers to more heightened questions, not just, you know, metaphysical questions as to how did this all happen. Because, you know, everyone, when you're, when you're in pain, you're not like, is there a meaning to life? You know there's a meaning to life. You just, is there any meaning that's better than this pain, right? And that's why people have religions, because it gives you a purpose. It gives you a good purpose. Well, for the most part, there probably are some religions that don't give you a good purpose. Um, but when you have something that tells you, that gives you, especially, you know, with the heaven and hell ideologies, it gives you a reason to do things differently in this life, then it can be a real turn on for people who are, you know, they don't have anything to do. They don't have any reasons to do anything. Yeah, certainly. I agree. And I think that not only is it used to explain things, it's also just a way to perceive your everyday life, you know, from what's going to happen when you die and, you know, if your actions were, were important, you know, in your state of living or, you know, how you want to how you want to interact with people, that kind of thing. It's, it's almost like it's a perspective as well, not just like a, a perspective of explaining things, but a perspective of, you know, the right way to live life and the way to, you know, in some cases respect people and you'll be respected later in the afterlife or be respected later in your life, you know, the karma kind of thing. But I think it's... I, would, I agree with you in the fact that it's much more than explanation. Um, I certainly think it's, you know, perspective and also an ideology, you know, a set of rules that, you know, help guide people to do certain things. Okay. Um, on that question, why do you think that, you know, Riz, why do you think, you know, being a religious person, why yeah. do you think a lot of people, you know, end up being religious, so to say? Why do you think that a lot of people find a lot of interest, a lot of meaning in faith? Well, it's... It, Okay, let's start with why do you yeah, why find do you meaning? Yeah. Why do I? Yeah. I don't know. If something makes sense, then you'll pursue it, right? So mm-hmm. if, if something makes sense to someone, for instance, if this religion 
or if a religion makes sense to me and I say, oh, this, this is interesting, I like it, and I can understand it, and I do think that if I don't do what it says because I believe it's so true, if, if it says if I don't do this, this will happen, if I do do this, this good thing will happen, I'll say, okay, then I'll do that. And by practicing that, I become re that religion. I become, you know, a part of that religion. So basically, it's the way... It's a safeguard so that you don't do anything you're going to regret. I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't phrase it that way. How I, would you phrase it? I would say that if you understand something, or moreover, if you believe something, then you'll follow it. If you believe a person, like a leader, if a leader is trustworthy, then they're going to be a good leader. So in the same way, if a religion makes sense, if a religion is trustworthy to you, even if it maybe is completely incorrect, you know, like whatever, spaghetti monster, you know, religion, if people believe it, then they're going to follow it, they're going to become a part of it, they're going to do what it tells them to do, they're, they're going to do everything in their power, you know, or at least put forth a lot of effort. Okay, now, not whether you believe in it, but... Do you think it's necessary? Completely separate. Is it necessary in today's society where we have such a huge development in our technologies and I mean, strong central governments? Necessary for existence in day-to-day -day life. Would we collapse without religion? I honestly do not know. But so what, you know? Because we maybe we can not collapse without apples. So what, you know? Uh, I think... It depends on what you want. Do you want a good world or do you want a world where eventually everyone's going to die? Because Whoa. you can't do anything. If there's two people in a room, if they're not cooperating, they're both going to die eventually. Right? But if they happen to be boy and girl and they do cooperate, then they're going to create more. But wouldn't they die anyway? Doesn't well, everything humans die? wouldn't die. People uh, wouldn't species. die. Yeah. All right, so I think now we should give our perspective on why we think people are atheists and whether religion is necessary. So I think that, you know, I'm personally an atheist because I, I follow the, the view of atheism, not agnosticism or anti-theism. I follow the view of atheism. So the way that the theistic atheist, you know, the, rather the theistic anti-theistic argument works is that one side believes that there is absolutely no God and one side believes that there absolutely is a God, you know, and a God being a higher power, you know above kind of our, our realm of, of, so to say, existence. The thing is, a lot of people make this mistake that atheists are on one side and theists are on the other. It's actually they're both discussing one side, you know, and this is kind of why, um, this is why kind of theists, you know, have the burden of proof because you're discussing one topic, you're not discussing the comparison of two. And it's simply the fact that atheism, by definition, is the disbelief or lack of belief in the theistic, you know, um, understanding the theistic kind of explanations. So the way it works for me is I, at least, you know, as an atheist, I don't think that personally there's enough compelling proof for me to believe in a higher deity. And I believe that in addition to that, I can get my ideologies and my morals from other places, from my own kind of interpretation, from, you know, other orators and stuff, right? That's where I get my ideologies from. So I don't need to find that in religion. And I also feel like there's not enough compelling kind of scientific or sociological um, evidence for me to, you know, believe in a higher power. And do I believe it's necessary? Now, ontologically, you know, in the, in the realm of, of thinking about meaning, I think that a lot of people, it's very easy for people to find meaning within religion. That doesn't mean that it's the only place where people can find meaning. You have tons of people who are able to find meaning and simply, you know, wanting just to reproduce and, and to move on, right? You have people who find meaning in, you know, exploring things and science and, and curiosity. You have people who find meaning in making money. 
Um, so I don't think that you necessarily need religion to find meaning. I think that's, you know, another thing that I think also it doesn't have to be the only unifying force. We have lots of countries, lots of ideologies that unify without religion. They're secular. I mean, you have pretty much most of Scandinavia is completely secular and there are extremely well-functioning um, countries governmentally and economically. And a lot of groups that are secular. Now, I think that a comparison can be made whether we need this unification kind of factor now versus when we needed it back then. I certainly agree that we needed religion in the past, you know, and I don't know any better, maybe we could have unified a different way. But I certainly think that we needed it in the past to unify into groups larger than 100, but I think that that doesn't mean we need it now. Even though it's probably something that's part of our nature, part of, you know, something that's ingrained in our brain, I think it should be, you know, it should be noted that it's something we can you know, move on from as a source of unification. And we can unify based on, you know, policies that we agree with. We can unify based on people that we think, you know, put out good policies and people, you know, who we think that are, you know, doing the right thing, so to say, you know, from our personal interpretation. So I think that I can't just say that we can get rid of religion whatsoever. And I can't say that religion is the, you know, the number one unifier. Um, yeah, obviously there would be a lot of disagreement with that. Yeah, so certainly that I don't think it's necessary now. I certainly think it was necessary in the past, but I think that now we've we've evolved on a social level um, and also, you know, governmental level. I don't think it's something that we're, you know, we are dependent so much upon. You know, I'm sure that, you know, a lot of people are probably very dependent on it socially and emotionally, but... Because was, they don't have anything else to cling to in their lives. Yeah. They need mm -hmm. religion to make it through the day, make it through the week. Yeah, and I think a good thing actually to grow on that is try to personally put that aside and try and put your faith in your friends and people you personally trust. Because I think that even though religion is, is for a lot of people a great thing and an easy thing to turn on to, if you begin putting faith in your friends, putting trust in them, you're going to build a much stronger society of understanding, especially because we're such, you know, as humans, we're really good at socializing, really good at communicating. So I think we should certainly take advantage of that. Um, so I don't think it's necessary. And I think it's something that we can use to grow off of. Um, something that was important in the past and not so important now. What do you think, Rigal? Well, I think now it's, it's still a little bit necessary because we still have conflict and we still have people struggling. But if you look at the conflict... Religion is actually the source of a lot of conflict. So I think without religion, we could be a lot better off. And uh, I think definitely in the future, we will not have religion because it'll just cause too much conflict. And we can't have that if we're trying to expand uh, interplanetary. And... and I don't know. I don't think religion causes conflict. I think you mean individuals who follow or say they follow a certain religion, but well, definitely don't, because no religion actually, well, no, none of the religions from the Judeo-Christian or the Islamic, none of those actually um, promote conflict. And in fact, actually, in, in Islam, you're not even allowed to throw a revolution because the, the, the concept is that tyranny is better than anarchy. That's how, that's how peaceful it is. Well, I mean, I don't know, you could consider that tyrannical, but that's more peaceful than anarchy. However, there's still people, there's still half the population that don't have the rights. There's still a lot of people that disagree. And it's not necessarily the religion itself. It's the conflict of religions that actually causes, you know, this conflict. This is the contrast between the multiple ones and which religion is correct, which is, which is incorrect. Because um, funnily enough, at least in the United States, we're, we're gifted with quite an egalitarian kind of view on religion. But, you know, in a lot of other parts of the world, it's very kind of... Um, 
is there a kind of which religion is right, which religion is better? There's there's a lack of coexistence, so to say, and I think that's what really leads to the the um, the uh, the conflicts. I mean, we have loads of examples of this, many examples, and you know, it, I would say that of course, you know, people are going to take a huge, you know part of the blame, not just the, the religion that they follow, but I wouldn't deny the fact that religion certainly does cause conflict. And of course, you know, atheists, you know, cause conflict as, as people, but it's not necessarily their atheism. You don't have like militant atheists, right? I've never heard of that. Um, whereas you do have people who are fighting over their religions based upon their actual religious views and how they contrast with another groups. So I think that in that way, yes, there is conflict and that could be something that we can move on from. All right, so that's all the time we have today. Uh, tune in next week, next month, whenever we actually sit down again and record our next podcast. But, uh, bye. Thank you.